Phil, like I would never question. ever bet on college athletics, but if if you told me uh, if you want to take the uh, South Carolina football team scoring seventy points on Clemson and only giving up twenty seven, I'll take that bet. Yeah, well, I wasn't suggesting they match the score, but maybe some of the points would be left over. Ah, you know, just kind of hang out. Okay. Let's go to our guest and pose that question eventually uh, for another edition of Will and the Thrill here on Sports Talk. We welcome in former Clemson standout offensive lineman Will Merritt and former USC standout defensive end linebacker. He was the first of those hybrid types. In other words, he had no true position. It's Carl the Thrill Hill. Okay, Will, let's start with you. The Tigers. First of all, I'll, I'll take those points all day long. You know, I mean, I'll take them right now. <laughs> you, you, like, how many points? I mean, what do you mean you'll take the points? Well, explain yourself. The, 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 the women's basketball score. I'll take right. them right now. <laughs> you mean you you want the game you you want the Gamecocks to have the the, the seventy? Oh, I, th- I thought I, I thought Clemson was winning. Uh, no, oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Only if you got oh, kicked ne- in the head. Never, never, never mind. I, I won't take the points at all. Unless you, unless you got kicked in the head by a mule today on your farm, that's about the only way you'd reach that conclusion. Now, uh, the Clemson football team, uh, winners on Saturday, did they impress you to, enough to think that they maybe have uh, gotten things straightened back out or more struggles ahead? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think the one thing that was – pretty certain is that they corrected certain mistakes. Um, the, the one thing is they didn't turn the ball over as much. And the second thing is, I mean, we, we, we understand the fact that, I mean, if you're going to win in this league, if you're going to win in any league, uh, the one thing you have to do is sustain drives. And that's what they did. And um, I, I thought they were really good at that. Um, you know, I, and, and Phil, I mean, you, you know the game as well as anybody, I mean, you know that you have to be able to put the ball in the end zone. So once mm-hmm. you get in the red zone, you got to find a way to get points. And that's what they did. They did. And did you like what they adjusted to with Uyangale making him more of a runner first than a passer first? It uh, seems abso- like they abso- want to uh, use his legs. Absolutely. I mean, and, and I thought that that's the one thing that they didn't do the, the previous week is, you know, uh, allow him to be a threat with his legs. And he, he, he was so effective when he did run. I mean, you, you saw inside, in third down uh, mm-hmm. equations, and then inside the red zone, I mean, he, he was just a threat. I mean, they had to account for him, and when he did, um, I mean, he was very effective. Uh, Carl, what was your mood like as you watched the Gamecocks play Florida on Saturday? Man, it was really disappointing. Very similar to the, the Missouri game. It, it's kind of, it was kind of with the defense. It's been the same thing for the last several weeks, and somewhere in the second quarter, the, I guess our coaching staff kind of figured out, let's not do this. And it's just our. It, it, if you look at the ball, ball game defensively. Our defensive line was holding the line of scrimmage. There was they weren't blow, getting blown off the ball, but they, they're holding the, your guys, their guys up, and the linebackers just need to go in the hole and make a play. But they're overflowing and going somewhere they have no business doing. And somewhere in the second quarter, they just hit them back there bouncing. He, I, I guess he told them, "Don't y'all move until somebody come at you. If you if you get five yards, give him five yards." But, 
that kind of helped us out in the ball game. But defensively, guys just got to play better. We were playing a bunch of young guys. Just, it just didn't seem like we were – we're just playing young guys, need, more, need a little bit better talent, and the guys just need to play better on defense. Offense is pretty much the same old thing. It's just we don't, we don't really – it's extremely difficult for a football player on offense as a lineman to you, – you tell me to block. And when only your only running play is an inside running play, you never get on the outside with running plays. So the defense can center, centerize the center of the field so you can't have any success. And then when you decide to throw the ball, you do not throw the ball down the middle of the field. So the defense, again, have an opportunity to, like to cheat to the outside, to double blanket everybody outside because you, you're not going to throw the ball to the inside of the field. So you, your players have no success, no, no, no opportunity to have any, any success at all in the football game just because of what you're doing. And you kind of – my grandmama used to say, son, don't waste good. And we're wasting somebody good in Spencer Rattle. Like He's an elite talent that we're just throwing away right now. Well, do you think he might come back for another year? you gotta, you got to kind of wait around. You don't want to be premature about anything, but you, you really can't answer that question right now because his whole mindset is – I got to be in the best opportunity to advance what I'm trying to do for myself as well as the team. And this situation doesn't give him that opportunity right now. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 can, you, you can say don't waste good, but you got to be better than the person across the line of scrimmage. And, and South Carolina was not better than anybody across the line of scrimmage, period. Now, I would agree with that. I didn't think they got any movement with their offensive line. None whatsoever. And, Carl, on the defense, I mean – you hear defensive coaches talk all the time about gap integrity, gap integrity. And I saw gaping holes in that defensive line that weren't being filled. Is that what you're talking about with the linebackers? That's what I'm talking about. There? It, 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 okay, when, you, when you're playing like a 4-3 or a 4-2-5 is what we do, the lineman's job is to keep the lineman's offensive lineman off the linebacker for the linebackers to make the plays in the hole. We had a linebacker that was in the middle of the field. The ball went to the right side of the, to his right. He went all the way out to the tackle. There yeah, was nothing yeah. there. He stuck his head behind them, the people over the fence, and the, and the running back went through the hole. He's supposed to have been guard. And then we had poor alignment. But, but they were, they were third level before anybody was getting touched. Yeah, it was, the linebacker was just not – the linebacker played – the lineman's holding guys up and keeping the guys off the linebackers. Our linebackers just not making plays. All right, let, let me. Can I make one quick suggestion to you, Carl? I mean, they were going to play a team that runs the ball extremely well, Florida, with a quarterback who likes to run the ball more than he likes to throw it. Okay, they play a four-two-five, which is a defense set to offset the spread, but they weren't really playing a true spread team. So why wouldn't you adjust your defensive game plan? throw a third true linebacker in there, play three linebackers, and, and, and trust that you're going to slow down the running game and trust that your secondary can hold up. You supposedly have two NFL corners in that secondary. You see what I'm saying? Why didn't they adjust with a third linebacker well, against that well, kind of offense? Well, well, that's not fair to say they, didn't, they never adjust because that, that third linebacker is kind of the position I play. I, I've played corner as a as a whip linebacker. 
I've been tight as a rush in, as a whip linebacker. That's your guy you play with. And they had him a little bit closer to the line to kind of help with the outside stuff. But you, as, a, as that third linebacker, you're on the outside. You're not in the middle of the field where they were killing us at. But, but, but guys, l- l- listen to me for one second. Right, one I mean, second. they were they were they were running front side with a with a strong tight, and and they were dominating South Carolina all night long. I mean, they they just I mean they they were they were three hats on a hat all the way to the third level. So I mean, South Carolina had no chance against them, none whatsoever. Hey, when, when we're talking about Clemson, you talk about Clemson, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> hey, again, our, line, our Mike linebacker, if he, was, if he put himself in the position to make plays, he would have made all those long plays because he went and stuck his head like a like an archer does in a hole so he couldn't see nothing. Then, and then, then, then what, what, why did y'all get beat by half a hundred? Hey. I did, did I just tell you, you got a linebacker who's opening the holes for you and letting you run. Then you got an offense that won't use the middle of the field or the pass, and then they won't use the sidelines in a run. You can't win football games doing that. That's exactly what I just told you. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Should I jump in here? I'm not Go sure. Ahead. Go anyway, ahead, brother. Go <laughs> ahead. The thrill here tonight, talking game kind of Clemson football, and and Will wanted to go back to the Clemson offense for a moment. Do we spend too much time as fans in the media worried about whether or not DJ Uyangale throws for 250 yards when it's Clemson last year when the rubber met the road? They decided they're going to lean heavily on the run game and Will Shipley and and Kobe Pace and those guys last year, and and they both had over 100 yards this past weekend, and in Mafa and Will Shipley. Is it so bad that if Clemson turns to the run game, that's probably their best offense right now? I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I mean, you're talking to an O lineman, so I mean, I want to run the ball every single mm-hmm. play. You know, what I mean, I, I, I never think that it's a bad idea to run the ball, but I do think that the one thing that Clemson did figure out, and I, I talked the street this week. Um, you know, they, they know that between the tackles, I mean, they can be pretty successful. Um, and, and Mafa is just as talented as as, as Ship is. Um, so, I mean, they, they have talent there. Uh, the one thing that I think is bringing the tight end and, and making him a part of the run game. And I think that's that's a huge factor for Clemson. Um, the... the the teams that they're going to play moving down the stretch, they're susceptible to the run. Mm-hmm. And so I think that absolutely they're going to run the football first. And I'm not saying that DJ can't throw the ball, and he he's definitely know, knows how to air it out. But I think that between the tackles, absolutely is number one priority for Clemson to be successful. Carl, as you look ahead to this weekend with the Gamecocks hosting Tennessee and in terms of what that offense brings to the table, the top-scoring offense in the FCC, one of the best offenses in the country, especially at its tempo, as a former defensive guy, how would you begin to try and figure out a way to slow those guys down? Well, here's what you can't do with them. And and they're good with throwing short pass. They're good with throwing them long. They just they, they're they're really explosive offensive passing game. Have an offensive passing game, but what you pretty much have to do, you have to play like a corner or cover two, which you have two deep safeties, 
and then every guy, all the guys that they have lined up, you have somebody in front of them, and all those guys are playing short routes, and you got two guys playing deep routes. The guys who play in short routes, you almost have to just act like the guy in front of you stole your girlfriend last night, and if he get more than five yards, you let him have her. <laughs> so you, you just beat him up. <laughs> you just gotta, the guy in front of you, you just got to keep him from getting off the line of scrimmage. You can do whatever you want to as long as you don't grab him within that first five yards. And we need to do everything in our power to hold them off the line of scrimmage from, once, from getting them in their route. And that disrupts everything and give our linemen and linebackers because we're going to send some guys after them, after hooker process. That's the only success you can have. Everybody who let them sit in the pocket, they, he's going to kill you. So you got to send a whole lot of people at him and a whole lot of time and just hope it works. It's, 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 it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> wow, it could be ugly. They scored 66 last week, and you know they're – They've got to impress the committee. I don't think they'll take their foot off the gas. If they start to bury the Gamecocks, I think they push down that accelerator and keep on going if they can. All right, let's wrap it up with the rivalry meter. Next to last read on the rivalry meter before the game a week from Saturday. Carl, what you got tonight? Last week I was at a 6.5, and I was real encouraged just the way, the way them Tigers got beat by Notre Dame. But then I, this week after seeing this, I was a little disappointed. And then I remember something my grandmama used to say. Son, you know, death come in three. Basketball huh. got beat. Women's basketball about to get beat. That's two deaths. We oh. got one more death coming for them Tigers. So I'm at at least a six right now just on my grandma. <laughs> and, Will, what's your rivalry meter reading tonight? Twelve. Well, <laughs> I told you it was broke, y'all. <laughs> uh, the, the scale only goes to 10. You broke oh, the okay. scale. Yeah, uh, I'm still a 12. Still a 12. <laughs> hey, guys, we thank you as always. Uh, we'll get with you. I'll, get, I'll check in with you next week. We'll set up a time prior to Thursday, get you guys on board, talk about the big game. We thank you as always. Have a great night and a great weekend. Go Sounds good. Y'all have a great week. Thanks, fellas. You too. Fantastic. Thank you.